Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Find a Way podcast with Dusty. Actually doing a uh, drive back from um, the half marathon that uh, that just transpired. So got the uh, the kiddos in the car, um, got the wifey in the background. Um, so if uh, you don't hear too much from her, she is uh, occupied with the kids in the back. But we're, uh, we're finding a way to do a podcast in the midst of it all. But wanted to reflect a little bit on the uh, half marathon. Definitely learned a lot. Um, wasn't the result that I was hoping for, though. I think so. I think I might have beaten my goal, but not officially. So the chip time is, is the badge or number that they have you wear. That's known as the uh, chip time. The gun time is when they say ready, set, go when they actually started for everyone to go. And so that should always be different, but mine's technically the same on the website. So they sometimes take a little bit to get acclimated or to adjust and update. And so I'm just gonna wait that out to see if that changes. Um, but they have my official time at one hour, 50 minutes and 13 seconds. And my goal was to be one uh, under one hour and 50 minutes. And so definitely unexpected, a couple things that I, I wasn't planning for. Um, and really anything that you're preparing or planning for, even on the weight loss journey, being prepared for things that come up that, that aren't unexpected um, is almost a daily or a weekly thing. And uh, there were just hills on this that were long. And so the one uh, place, and I've probably talked about it before, where it's a pretty difficult course, there's a lot of hills. Um, this one had more. But this one had one at the mile 10, and it was like, this one is a loop it back. So the big one about this one is at mile 10, it is a uphill for, it seems like half a mile. And so like, if you're not gassed as it is at mile 10, you were on your last leg after that thing. I just, I remember just like putting my head to the side and like just, it, just trying to somehow, some way, put one foot in front of the other and, and make do. Because there was just no way I was going to thrive and bounce and, and just, there was no way. On top of that, my, um, the shoes that I wore, I was like, you know, these are, are really nice shoes for running. These are oftentimes the folks will wear for marathons. And so I was like, let me take advantage of using these and getting a good PR, good time. That's what I was thinking about going in, you know, I'm gonna do that. But the, the, the problem with new shoes is that you have to adjust to them. And I wore compression socks and then I wore the shoes. Well, the issue with compression socks, they're really tight. And so my toe or the toe next to my biggest toe was rubbing right against it. And I felt, felt it about mile six and I just couldn't, I feel like I'm saying I just couldn't, but like, it's mile six. I'm trying to stay ahead of the one hour and 50 minute pacer, because they actually had pacers, and so I had a gauge of me being in front of it so I could beat my time. But it was about mile six that it was it's starting to hurt. And I'm like, okay, I gotta push through. I've gotta put my feet in a different direction so it doesn't hit. Well, all those small decisions, all those small choices that I'm making, all take time off of my uh, 
my, my overall time. I do remember a couple times in mile nine and mile 10 feeling that I'm going fast, but looking down and I'm going about uh, mid nine minutes and I'm trying to stay, stay steady at the mid eights so that way I can have a good overall time and beat that one hour and 50 minute uh, time period. I ended up um, noticing it because my watch and, and that's what big difference there is with my Apple watch versus now having a Garmin is that I'm able to actually monitor my pace, engage and push when I need to. Um, but I, I started opening up my stride length and it was improving, but I just, um, mile nine or mile 10, I'm just gassed. And so I feel like I'm disappointed in my, in the race because I've been looking forward to it for such a long time. I feel like I had a back injury and that back injury set me back. I still trained and ran through it. Um, and I've been running, to, I ran 12 miles last week. It's like, okay, I'm going to be in good prepare. I'm going to be well prepared, but, um, still wasn't the result I was looking for. So if you do hear, um, the rain sounds, uh, we are still living in the South. And so, uh, drawing you back to our Kentucky episode where you heard, uh, heard it pretty bad. We're in the middle of Nashville coming back from Hendersonville and there's currently unplanned rain. It, it was supposed to be sunny yeah, all, day. all day and now there's just rain. So, and there's buckets. Um, but you know, I, I guess this is, this is a good way to talk about disappointment a little bit because disappointments come so much in the weight loss journey. And, um, you know, as much as I can try to advise and say, Hey, set yourself up for success. Don't set yourself up for disappointment. If you're going to go on the scale again and again, day after day, and you don't see your results, and it's going to impact your mental health and step away from the scale. Um, you know, when you, um, uh, you know, stages of disappointment happen uh, along the weight loss journey and it's common. And this is for me kind of feels like, um, uh, like, okay, I'm disappointed, but like, what's the, uh, what I'm trying to dig into a little bit deeper with this is that I'm disappointed. Okay. Well, what's next? Is this detrimental to me never running again? No. Does this mean that I can't run a better time? No. It, like, what just happened doesn't deter the future, but mentally it very much can position me to do that if I believe and only stay focused on what just happened. Like, if I'm like, man, I worked all this hard and I worked really hard doing this, this, and this, and I only got this time. So I'm not going to try or do anything like this again, because I'm just going to fail again. Like that sounds silly, but how many times has that happened in the weight loss journey to where we've tried something and hasn't worked out or we don't see movement on the scale. And all of a sudden when it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm done throwing in a towel. It's like, if we step back for just a minute and take a real kind of assessment of, yeah, this was a disappointment based on the work that I had done, but. I'm still going for it. Like I'm still going to go run. I enjoy it. I, I still have had good results from it. So, I mean, your, your weight loss journey. Yeah. I mean, it's disappointing, but are you smaller now than when you started? Take the victories where you can let the disappointments drive you to be better, but don't let it push you to throw in the towel. Like I'm not throwing in the towel on running. 
going to use this as a reference to try to get better and try to do something better at a later time. So, um, hope that encourages you on your journey. I know this is probably a short and simple, about eight minutes, um, just a reflection episode. Um, but, uh, I just feel like it, you can't be limited based on a single moment. You can't throw in the towel based on a single moment. Like, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you get into one fight and you throw in the towel, I, I don't know if you're ever going to get married or be in any kind of meaningful relationship because you learn from the disagreements that you have. Like, my wife and I have disagreements. Like, I, I'm, th <laughs> I'm thinking one way, she's thinking another. And what, what happens is oftentimes there's a breakdown of communication on, oh, this is how I was thinking, and her sharing, this is what I was thinking. And oftentimes we've come to a resolve just simply arriving to the point of, oh, like, we need to establish a communication. I didn't know you were thinking that. Um, this is what I was thinking. As soon as we start communicating, we establish that connection of, of okay, we've gotten to a resolve. If and you so, put yourself in the right mindset, it can be better for you in the long run. Yeah. But you have to mentally put yourself in the right mindset of it. It's um, it's hard. It, it, well, easier said than done is the word. Yeah. Um, we're passing by this park, by the way, that we had such high hopes for. We were going to take Love. Presley. It was really tall. It was really good. But the slide was moldy. It was old, dingy, and just, I mean, just side tangent. Um, I mean, I feel like they should have, like, a oversight for parks. Like, these are kids developing their imaginations and dreams. And, like... They shouldn't have to imagine a clean park. <laughs> my, my kids are showing up, and it's a nightmare. Like... Okay, don't go to a park, jeez. Um, but you know, kind of get back to it. Like one moment shouldn't define, you know, the, the whole picture. Like this one race isn't going to define my journey. You know what? There might be a hometown half marathon next year, and I absolutely blow that time out of the water. So, I mean, what, what does that mean? Like, do, is this going to matter when that happens? No, it's actually going to be somewhat of a, wow, like I was here and I got here. Uh, it's like, just a reference point. It's just a reference point. So, um, you finished a half marathon. That alone should be the glory. You did it. I mean, we, we talked, you, we you, talked about the stories, but you held two kids, rocked two kids. And, and did a 5K. Did a 5K. It. Heck freaking yeah. So, I mean, honestly, for my wife, reference point. Um, there are going to be moments. I had um, had this half marathon on the um, calendar for, for a little bit. We didn't know if my wife was going to do the 5K. I got and, the clear two weeks ago to exercise. Yeah, I got the clearance from the doctor. So we incorporated uh, uh, the sign up for it. But, you know, I'm going to um, be uh, running with the kids as well. It's not just my wife that's going to be running with the kids. But when um, she made the decision to do it, it's like, okay, well, you know, we've got the stroller. We're going to. Um, I'll, I'll run the half marathon and, uh, you can jog or run, uh, run whatever is feasible because their sister's in town. So spending time with their sister is going to be, uh, nice and valuable because it'll be that time that you can walk, walk and jog. Well, I mean, the fact is a double stroller, two kids, a nine week old, a two and a half year old, 
two and a half, two and a, two and a half year old and a nine week old, and still finishing a 5K. I mean, it's just it's it's remarkable. But what this is now is a reference point. Yeah, this is my first 5K. First 5K. The, so now this is where I start, and now I can see myself improve. And I think that's such a valid point with our journeys is. Um, if you feel like you haven't achieved something, you haven't arrived, or, or you're disappointed, call it a reference. Because I'm not focused on anybody else's time. I'm beating myself every time I do this. Oh. That's the only thing I'm focused on. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, that's where, like, setting yourself up for success is mentally... I mean, that that's really the mental play. You know, I, I've had a couple conversations with a few of you that like the podcast that say talk about the mental here's the mental right here mentally thousands and hundreds of thousands of folks will go on a journey and have a reference point a, a disappointment and throw in the towel and again and again and again we'll start over a reference point will hit and we'll throw in the towel mentally for you to get over the hurdle of your journey is to no longer let a reference point be the referral to quitting You've got to let your reference point be the reference for what's to come. And it's like, well, um, I had an expectation and a goal to be at this weight or to be here. Like, okay, well, let's take an assessment of what happened. It didn't go the way you planned. So it's throwing in the towel the best logical, best answer to, to move forward. It's not. It's reference it, move on. Oh, I, I binged last night reference it, move on. Identify why you binged. Identify what the trigger was. Are you white knuckling a journey of, of weight loss? Are you you're doing too much? Are, are you like countering or that's a nice shed. There's a free shed. You see that plastic shed? That's free. Okay. Oh, we're, we're doing a podcast. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there was literally a one of those nice plastic sheds on the side of the road and it looked in good shape and I'm the kind of person that feels like you can refurbish anything with enough time and elbow grease unless you kick me and the kids out you have nowhere to put it <laughs> my wife give me a look okay 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 we're not where are you gonna put it we're not putting it in the car um but yes be the better version of you now by using the reference point to move forward. And uh, I mean, I just was just talking about the binge, what the trigger was, are you white knuckling? Was it an emotion? Well, well actually, so think about a recent binge, if that's the case, and what was the, the trigger? Uh, it was an emotion because I didn't feel valued or I it was an emotion because I was stressed out, okay? Then ask yourself this question, whatever got you to whatever triggered you to binge, can that happen again? The answer is yes. Then you've got to prepare for and position yourself for finding out how to, it's like, it's so easy to say, find a way not to binge. Like that, that's easy to say, but like a fundamental um, step I think is what I'm searching for in that, like, I mean, if we're, materially, if I'm stressed out, I'm going to go downstairs and enjoy something. Now, typically I would dive into a high sugar, high carb, high processed item 
Well, I've got enough stuff in my house and enough stuff in my pantry that I can go enjoy something that tastes good but isn't as impactful. I, I talked about my protein bars, you know, string cheese, uh, almonds. Um, I go and, and put um, a water together and I have this like um, amino L-carnitine drink. It's got a little flavor like a watermelon flavor. I really enjoy the taste of it. And I go and I enjoy something like that. It's not as impactful as it used to be, dominating a whole case of Oreos, but I'm setting myself up for success. I identify that those triggers are still there, and it's not like when you lose the weight, all of a sudden, well, I don't have any triggers, and I don't have any stress, and I don't have any emotions going on, because I've arrived at my goal weight, and nothing will ever happen. Like, no. Like, all that stuff is still going to happen. It's just about how you navigate through it to better yourself rather than hurting yourself. And so, if you have a reference point, learn from it, move on from it, grow from it, and don't let it throw you out um, with the bath water. I don't know why that seemed like something that would go hand in hand, but anyways. Um, took 17 minutes of your time. I appreciate you listening to the Find A Way podcast with Dusty. Hopefully this was uh, enriching and helpful on your journey. As always, you can always subscribe to this podcast via the Spotify or Anchor Spotify link. It's 99 cents a month. Not too bad. Not too bad. So if you are interested in being a subscriber of the podcast, um, there is a little link on the Spotify homepage to be a subscriber for 99 cents a month. You get access to my close friends list, which as of right now is the 0K to 5K walkthrough. Uh, so kind of good access there. And uh, just as a thank you uh, for overall just supporting the podcast. And um, that's it. That's all. So hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, talk to you in the next one. Take care.